That's good. I don't know. I'm just gonna hit the record button. Is this recording? Is this thing on? Hi, hello. Is this thing on? It looks like it is. For the first time in two weeks, it's on because I'm a piece of shit. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna record. sit here and just not say a word for this whole podcast. All right. I will fucking slap. If that's <laughs> the case. I mean, but genuinely, I've had hosts in the past that have done such things. So it's you know. Like what? No, <laughs> Name them specifically. Yeah. Uh, no, I won't do that today. But when I get bigger, dude, it feels weird because what we did, we did two or three weeks in a row and then we missed one week. And now, yeah. now it feels like, it yeah. feels all weird. Yeah. We're but. playing catch up basically. Uh, no, I, yeah, no, I had a crazy week last week. I was leaving my house at like five o'clock in the morning. I was getting home at midnight. Yeah. Uh, and so there was literally zero time to podcast in between. And here I am saying, you guys will even get a bonus podcast every month. Fucking what? We can barely keep on track, right? So uh, speaking of which, you fucks need to start subscribing to this Patreon so I don't have to do so much goddamn work. Man, oh, man, I'm tired of this shit. Yeah. It, working is stupid. Working is stupid. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Listen, listen. Uh, every, no, because if there's like an 18 year old that's sitting there, I'm going to drop out of high school just because they said that. I hope he does. I hope you don't. Stay in school for like at least another day. Or don't. Give it a night. <laughs> think it off. Yeah, think it off. Sleep on it. Sleep on it. Depends on how you wake up in the morning. If you really want to drop out, start tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, because there's no time like the present. Um, so what's up, man? Let's get caught up. How was your week? Let's talk Bubaloo. Honestly, my week was fucking rough too. Like, honest to God, I think last you said week you ruined a lot of lives this week. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, basically, we started out the week. We know that we have um, some stuff coming up that's super important next week, and um, I don't know, man. Just. It's funny, and we're probably going to talk about this a little bit later, but um, just no one wants to fucking work. Shut up. No, I swear to shut God. Shut up. They, just shut up. I'm, I will literally stop talking if you want me to. But <laughs> it's, it's you are old man screaming at the sky. I okay. am not. Don't come to me and ask me for more hours. So th- let me give you an example, all right? Uh, I have two people that came to me, and they're just like, I just need more hours. I'm like, all right, you know what? I can make that happen. Right. Like, no problem. You work hard, you know? work hard right that's my way of saying like come on if i'm gonna give you more hours come in and put out yeah i put them on two more days and they both they called out or no call no show those two extra days right and i like reach out my yo like did you know you the had to work fuck? <laughs> they were like yeah i knew i had to work i was like so what the fuck like, <laughs> like why like at least let me know you're not gonna be here like whatever it is and then they just kept hitting me with excuses so yeah, I mean, you know, it's just the kind of the way it goes. Um, so in in with that and, you know, having to kind of change the dynamic of the team. Um, uh, dude, um, same as you've been pulling fucking yeah. insane hours. 4 a.m. to fucking 6 p.m. going to sleep and literally getting home, going to sleep, doing the same thing the next day. Basically just to yes. keep everything together and on track. But that blanket statement that nobody wants to... No, there is a subclass of people right now in this fucking world that... Uh, you're right. They don't want to work. And it's the, those people are the ones that you guys are left to. Uh, and I won't say what company you work for, but you work in the retail industry. Oh, yeah. you, work in a subs- you work in the gas station retail industry. You are left to the unhirables. For right the most now, part. you're left to, and it's not because people don't want to work. 
It's because you guys are offering shit fucking wages. That's and the only true. people attract now it is, man. It's not. It absolutely is. <laughs> We're the highest paying in the in the area. We are literally the highest paying job outside of a warehouse job. So here's the reality. The reality is, is these fuckers, I don't know what it is. Like anyone who we've never like had worked in a company together, but right. I'm the most lenient boss in the world. Like yeah. honest to God, if you need a day, take a day. If you need whatever it is, like I got you, I'll figure it out myself. Like I don't care. Right. Like that's, that's fine. But the problem is, is um, I, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, I guess, but let's when you have, deep. let's go deep. This is what we do here. We right, go deep. Let's get deep. Into All right. It. So for transparency, I took over a new team and I took over the new team from some people that, um, were just horrible at, um, holding people accountable. Yes. And like, what I mean by that is like some portion of the team was really, really good. And then the other portion of the team, just if they didn't want to work that day, they just would not come in. They wouldn't, right. they wouldn't call anybody. They just wouldn't be there. And nobody was held accountable. So that became the atmosphere. They literally like, and then you, you got this fucking dynamic where right. it's like these people that work hard as shit. Like they come in like, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, let's they get do shit their, done. They do the shit. Yeah. Let's get shit done. Like, yeah. let's do it. And like those people, like, they're great. They're just absolutely great employees. You know yeah. what I mean? Like people like that. Like I said, I'm a lenient boss and like, I'm not a great You're example. You're not a hard ass. Yeah. One of them on Wednesday just came in and it was like, Hey, I've had a tough day. You need me. I was like, no, go home. Yeah. Like you're good. You work hard as shit right. every day. Go home. You're good. I'll, I'll, you want PTO? I'll give you PTO today. I'm right. totally fine. And um, and that dynamic was created to where basically they were like, we can do whatever we want. No one's ever going to yell at us. And then yeah. I came in and I was like, look, that's not the truth. Like we need to get shit done. Yeah. And like, like I said, like when you're cool with me, I'm cool with you, but the I'm not cool with you not coming in and not saying anything. Like you, you got to yeah. say something you, I, like bare minimum. Like, just make some shit up at yeah. this point. Right. Tell me your fucking dog died. I don't care. Like, yeah. just tell me something. Right. And um, lets me know that you will be here for perhaps the next shift. Yeah. Like, know? seriously, because at that point I'm wondering, I'm like, fuck, am I going to have to cover the week yes. now? Like, this shit sucks. And, you know, and that's where it and what that is to me where it goes wrong is you create this atmosphere when you have horrible leaders that like they just fucking. I don't know. Like they treat their whole, their good workers poorly and their and their bad workers better, and it yes. makes no sense because they want to coddle them. They're like, oh, like if I'm not nice to them, they won't come to work. It's like if you ever have that thought, you should instantaneously be thinking about getting a new employee or you know giving them less out, whatever yes. it is. Because the the sad reality is like those people, like if they don't want to fuck, if you're gonna say like, hey, I need you to come to work, and they're gonna yeah. get offended over that and go start some shit, you don't need that person. You need absolutely. But the reality of the situation is, and you probably have dealt with it already, is that the hard workers just leave. They entertain better opportunities. They go anywhere else that is gonna pay them more, give them maybe better, better better benefits, yeah. uh, whatever it may be. And it's because, again, I mean, you're working with the lowest of the low in terms of uh, what people can respect in an industry. I yeah. mean, it's like gas station retail is looked at like uh, you are subservient to everybody, not yeah. just your company, but everybody. And uh, and because of that, because, I mean, you deserve a lot more pay than what you're getting. And you might yeah. be the highest paid in the area, 
Uh, but just because you find the lowest, you know, the lowest rent in the area, doesn't mean it's still not twelve hundred bucks a month. No, I you agree know what with I that. mean. And it, it's like so. It, just because you're the highest paying in the area, doesn't mean it's still not a shit work environment. Well, so what you're left to again, like I said, is the unhirables, and I see it all around this place. I see it in fast food. I see it in all of these gas stations. I mean, when I was managing my gas station, that was all the applications I got was unhirable. Yeah. Pick the crackheads you want to work with the most. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's eventually what it devolves to uh, because it starts out great. When a new store gets put in, we got to have all the bells and whistles. It's got to look awesome. It's got to look like a beacon to the area. Uh, and then as time goes on, they're just going to give a shit less. They're going to start cutting the labor hours. They're going to start cutting the bonuses. Holy fuck. If I went over what seven 11 just did to the bonuses to my friends, it would make it, it might send you for the Hills now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when a company can take $30,000 out of your pocket over the course of a year and just be like, no, that's just how we do business now. Fuck that entire industry because that's the, like you talk about the shitty in-store atmosphere because of the management and leadership in the store. The entire atmosphere of that corporate culture is fucked. It's fucked. And it's left you people down, like I said, to the unhirables, the people who simply want to come in for two weeks, fulfill it, you know, a couple of paychecks, get a bunch of money and then get the fuck out on public assistance because public assistance is going at the same rate that that fucking job is. Don't you think maybe that job should pay a little bit more than public assistance? I mean, it's like, what's the incentive to work at that point? What's the incentive to do it? Why do I want to go get my ass kicked at a gas station 40 hours a week and get treated like shit when I could just stay the fuck home? Let Papa government take care of my babies. Why? I, I, What's in, the answer to that? <laughs> um, and I, and I probably shouldn't say the answer to that. <laughs> I'll edit it out if it's terrible. Look, you want to know what, like, okay. You can have that mentality. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you, yeah. but I'm saying people in general can have that mentality. But in my opinion, shit like what I do is a really good stepping stone. And like, I know that sounds weird, but it's more like, Uh, yes, I get like my good workers right now. I know for a goddamn fact that one day they're going to come to me and be like, yo, I got a sweet job offer. I'm going to be like, awesome. Like that is fucking lit. I am so happy for you. Like, in my opinion, that's where you go and you get that real life experience. And I'm not saying like, if you know what I mean? Like, cause I have some older people on my team and they're just a fucking train. (laughs) They're a travesty. Absolutely. I've always said. If you're in your 40s and you're going for an entry level position at a gas station, you, you fucked up. Like yeah. it's life has yeah. been fucking hard for you or you have fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's it's how can I trust you if you can't hold down basic fucking positions at 45 years old? I, you can't trust them and that's like that is my opinion is it should be used as a stepping stone. You should go into a company and you should be like the second, like my, my biggest fucking pet peeve in general in life is I swear to God, like the amount of like fucking McDonald's managers that have been there for 10 years that I've met where I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Like you realize that all the skills that you just learned, you can go to another company, make a lateral move or a step up and have way more opportunity and make way more money. Yeah. Like you think like what part, like you're saying about the bonus structures and all that. It's like, yeah. And, and that is a reason why you don't stay. You go in there, 
you get the the experience you need. You get the real life fucking experience you need. And what I mean by that is the learn the financials, understand what you know what I mean. If it's retail or uh, how HR industries work, or kind of just the dynamic of a work environment, and understand what it takes to be successful and what it takes to not be successful. Learn to take the losses. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. freak out when you take that loss. Take that experience and go put your resume out there. You know what I mean? Go talk to other companies. Be like, look, here's the deal. Like, I know what I'm worth. And if you're not going to pay that, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go look someplace else. And and that is my opinion. And why I said I shouldn't say that is for whatever reason, and you said this on the phone earlier, and I completely agree with this. There's too many people that get comfortable with what they're doing. Like they'll get it. They'll go into a, a manager's position inside of a company and they're like, I'm a manager now. And then they'll just like be a manager for the rest yeah. of their life. It's like for me, like, no, hell no. Like I right. won't do that. Like you like, no, it's easy to say no, but I mean, I got tricked into it for five years. I mean, there, it was I, like listen. I put in that two week notice five years down the pipe and it was like, I was working in a totally different industry before I'd gotten into gas station retail. So, I mean, I understand how people can get trapped in the, the comfortability, especially when it comes that uh, these jobs are only paying you well enough to stay in your fucking financial bubble. I mean, that's that was the the thing I realized when the moment I got out of gas station retail is that they were paying me and I was a salaried manager. I was a made man but they were only paying me well enough to keep me coming back to that shit heel of a fucking job. Yeah. Moving to a different city to take on a better position was outside the realm of opportunity for me because there's no fucking way I could get ahead enough to, to pull off that kind of maneuver. Yeah. Uh, so the only move left for people in that financial range is like you said earlier to make a lateral move and yeah. who the fuck wants to change their entire lifestyle to make things work the same way they were before I made this move. Well, I mean, you know it's the I mean? lateral move with more opportunity. Like, that's what I mean. You got to vouch for yourself and you got to believe in yourself. You know what I mean? Like, like there's a difference. Like if you are like, I don't even know what they're called. I'm like, let's just say you're McDonald's store manager, for, yeah. for example. Um, the only place that I could be wrong. I actually don't know a lot about the McDonald's structure, but the only place you're going from there is corporate. You know what I mean? And if you're a store manager for five years and you haven't heard anything about it, then I'd maybe start looking into something where it's like not necessarily another store manager of another store, but you know what I mean? You go to a, a company yeah. that's like, guys, look, I have financial experience. I have, you know, experience with HR. I have experience with this. I have experience with that. Like get me into a position where I can prove myself and then, like let's make let's make some shit happen. I'll yeah. come in. I'll work fucking hard for you. Like that. Yes. And like that is I feel like where it lacks is a lot of people for whatever reason. Like I get it. Some people they have kids young and they don't really have that luxury of being able to go out and and look for a job where right. it's like now I got to commute an hour. But I mean the sad the sad reality is there's a lot of people that aren't in that position but just don't they get caught in this comfortable feeling of like hey yeah I make you know. 15 bucks an hour yeah. i'm i, I kind of live off that that's fine it's like well, if, if you prefer that whatever like that's you that that ain't me like i i can't yeah i can't understand that in my in my mind and and i go i go to like i went to my <clears throat> my boss like two weeks ago and i was like look i'm telling you right now like i just got promoted i was like but if i'm in this spot for like a year like there's gonna be like i 
Yeah. I'm not going to be here. And like, right. that's not how it works. And I'm already in talks with other companies and I'm like, yeah. look, like offer me something great. And yeah, sure. Yeah. And that's all well and good. And I, I'll keep using Speedway as a, the perfect example because boy, do they personify the, the, the corporate culture in America, especially when it comes to gas station retail. Uh, you can have all that smoke blown up your ass about opportunity and, and, and great things on the horizon. But at the rea- the reality is at the end of the day, the company is going to sell to the highest bidder and all that yeah. opportunity is fucking gone because Hess sold to Speedway and now five years later, Speedway sold to 7-Eleven. Yeah. I mean, it's like, so all these people, and I know uh, so many people that were working for originally Hess and then Speedway and then 7-Eleven who just lost their fucking jobs. Like, yeah. I mean, people who vested 20, 30 years into these companies, uh, vested their futures with these companies. Uh, they just, I mean, they were on the corporate back end. They were the HR people. They were the, 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 the corporate health inspectors. They were the, they lost their fucking jobs unceremoniously. Hi, we bought your company. We don't have this position in our company. So goodbye. Good luck. Good luck. Go find it somewhere else. Yeah. Like, I mean, so yeah, you can be told about so much opportunity, but the, at the end of the day, uh, the guy above your boss has more say than your boss and he's going to fuck you. He's going to fuck you in every possible way. I would say two things to that. One thing that I've learned is unfortunately for a lot of people who go into the positions that are like, let's just say they're HR or whatever it is, or you know what I mean? Yeah. They're they're in the store, they're high position. They're in a company, they're high position. A lot of them don't actually fucking deserve that spot. And that's just the, that's just the fucking truth. Like, and they, you, you, they just don't deserve it. They're, they're cut corners. They, you know what I mean? Like shit like that. It doesn't matter if they deserve it or not. They lost a fucking job. No, no, I'm I mean, not saying I'm not reality. saying that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking more, I'm not saying like, I don't, I'm not saying fire them. I'm, I'm, I'm more talking, I'm using the talking point of they, don't deserve that position. So when it comes to them moving up and they don't deserve that either. So it's going to get given to the guy that deserves it or the girl that deserves it or whoever the fuck you want to say deserves it. Yeah. But, but so again, though, that rings back to corporate culture in America in that I can lose my 30 year vested job. I've done yeah. a fantastic job. It doesn't matter what the rest of my career looked like because this guy doesn't know me and he bought our company. I just lose. Yeah. I just lose. Like there's no opportunity there. There's no chance for me to even fight my, for my job. My company was just bought and sold at a level that I don't even know the names of the people that did the fucking, that did the deal. Yeah. And these deals happen every fucking day. Uh, I mean, Wendy's, it just went through it in my area. I mean, it's yeah. like, and they go through it every three to five fucking years. Uh, 30 of their stores get turned over to a different management group. Uh, gas stations are bought and sold constantly. There is no opportunity. And then that's what I'm trying to get across to you. Any opportunity that might look like it's there fucking isn't unless you've taken on that college debt and you can work at a, at a fucking level that, uh, that, that you just can't fathom right now because you don't have the degree. You're not a made man. That's I, okay. The I think that's actually, I think that's bad advice. And let me tell you why no, it's terrible advice. Don't go out and get the fucking degree. That's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> okay. That's that not what I'm say. saying at all. Okay. But the corporate culture in America is built on those fucking degrees right now. 
Yeah. So I mean, it but was it's the same transitioning though. I ran it. Yes, it's starting to transition. Uh, but again, it's you know you need three to five years of experience in this field, you know, and we'll we'll consider you for a corporate position. Uh, but then the turnover rate of the company is that same timeline, three to five years. That you're going to get bought by somebody else with a different set of rules. Yeah, you're going to get left in the wings at some point. I mean, and it's. Uh, when I got into working for Speedway, and this is how bad I got fucked, uh, I was, I mean, I was off the heels of, of a different career, um, and I kind of got fucked there. It is what it is, and I was on unemployment for like two weeks, and I was making, you know, uh, like we'll say 350 bucks a week. Now, I went on to Speedway, and I, a week of work was $260, so I was making less than I was on unemployment, but the caveat was I got health benefits and whatever. Found out our HR department fucked up my benefit package and I didn't have health insurance. And now I can't get back on public assistance because I'm working for this shitty old company. I'm now making less money than I did on public assistance. So it cycles right back to the question I asked you, why the fuck am I going to sit there and work for some shit heel company that's going to fuck me in the end? When I'm going to make more on public assistance and when you want to talk about opportunity, you can go to any one of these goddamn people right now because the help wanted signs are everywhere uh, and you go outside that industry. You leave retail in the gas station sector and you go into a fucking warehouse. You go into a skilled labor position where uh, that's where we're lacking right now in this company or in this country. And, and, and for some reason, gas station retail and corporations, uh, like the ones that you work for, just think that they're going to continue to say these people don't want to work. No motherfucker. You're not bringing anything worth of value to the table. You're not bringing me a future. You're not bringing me wages today. You're saying you've got the best benefits in class and you've got the best pay of our fucking, that'll go away at some point. That's fine. Uh, why, why would I stay in that sector instead of staying on public assistance long enough for a fabrication job down there at, uh, uh, what the fuck's that company that just I bought another building? I forget the name of it, but they're looking to hire 150 metal fabricators. And that's at $25 an hour with no training. Why wouldn't I hold out for one of those positions? I mean, in my opinion, it just comes down to the person. Like, if, yeah. in my opinion, I would, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, I, for me, it's like, I would make a jump to something better or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would never put my eggs in a basket of kind of waiting for something. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and I, I'm, I feel like a lot of people end up doing that is like, they kind of wait forever. And if there's anything I can get across from this conversation to anybody, and I don't know who the fuck, like, I don't know if there's like some younger people listening or whatever, but, um, like just fucking like work hard and no matter what the fuck yes. you do, like that's all there is yeah, to it. Like there's no, there, like what the fuck's the point so, of doing anything in your life if you're going to do it at 50%. Like, right. And so what I've, I, I mean, I've, I've been trying to very loosely, I'm high. I'm trying to loosely steer this conversation in a way to bring up what I do for a living, but also the other aspect of, uh, what we haven't even talked about yet uh, is Uber and Lyft and private contracting oh, yeah. and all that nonsense. Why does somebody want to stick around fucking uh, 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 Taco Bell for, for nine hours a day to make $100? And okay, so when I was at Speedway, when I was a salaried manager, I was making 122 bucks a day. Yeah. That's what my paycheck worked out to be. 
So if you're an entry level position at say McDonald's, Taco Bell, one of those, you're probably bringing home 80 bucks a day, 90 bucks a day. Yeah. So, uh, why would you bring home the 80 bucks a day after nine hours, instead of just going out and driving Lyft for three or four hours and, you know, uh, uh, making that hundred dollars making that. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah. what's the, because now I'm working for myself. I make my own schedule. I'm like, I don't have to interact with people that much. I've got to go to a grocery store to pick up somebody's groceries and drop them off at their house. I've got to do shit like that. Uh, or what I do, uh, you know, I install safes and security systems for corporations that can't be fucking bothered. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, and I make a killing, but people say, Oh, your generation doesn't want to work. You don't have a real job. No motherfucker. I make more money than you do. I just don't have a boss and I do 15 hours a week. You well, know I, what I'm saying? I like I said before, though. I feel like it comes down to what you want to do. I'm not yeah. saying that any anybody has to do one particular thing. You know what I mean? Like, it, look, if you want to go try and work your way up a corporate ladder at a gas station, like have fun. Like, do you? I help you do well. Yeah. If you want to go be your own boss, go be your own boss. Like, you know what I mean? If you want to fucking go chase your dream of being a millionaire, do that. I wish you the best. Work hard as fuck. That's kind of the general message that yeah. I have. And. The thing about kind of what I'm saying that I don't know if I worked around it or worded it wrong is like, just vouch for yourself, believe in yourself and work hard. That's all you can fucking yeah. do. Don't go to work every day. Like miserable as fuck. You know what I mean? Like if you're in, if, if you're doing that, you're in the wrong industry or you got the wrong mindset or whatever it is. Like if you don't believe that there's actual real opportunity, then go look for something else. Go figure it out. Like don't fucking stay. In, and it, look, if you want to stay in one spot for forever, do yeah. that too. Like I'm not your fucking dad, like do whatever the hell you want. But like I said, the reality is, and why I say people don't want to work is because motherfucker, I've experienced that shit over the last Listen, month. What I'm trying to say is I will not have, a middle manager at a gas station come into my fucking studio <laughs> and say people don't want to work. They don't. Because motherfucker, I left the position you have to not want to work and I'm doing <laughs> fucking great. No, I'm, I'm not. Doing that's not what I mean. Great. That's not I'm what I'm talking about. Fantastic motherfucker. See? You don't want to work. You don't want to work. I just he he goes, camera. Oh, good. You middle manager at a gas station would kick a fucking camera and tell people they don't want to work. You're I, frustrated. I get it. I'm not frustrated at all. <laughs> I don't give half a fuck, to be honest with you. And to, to be. And look, I'm not saying that if I'm not saying nobody wants to work is in like they left to go do something else. It's right. like they just didn't show up. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just didn't go to work that day. And you, you listen, Let me they're texting me. Said. They're texting they me. They showed you the same respect that your company shows them. Oh, fuck off. I give them, man, I give them so much fucking shit. Would the company call them if they just eliminated like 30,000 positions or would it be an email? Do you genuinely think, would they just email um, you and be like, hey, your position's been, like, no. if they closed your entire store and 50 other stores tomorrow, would they call you or email you? Uh, they would come to the store because I don't think you understand how often I see, like, the vice president of the company and we're getting a visit of uh, our CEO of the company in less than a month. Like we get that's because you make money right now. When you stop making money, will they call you or text you? <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you this. It's like a bad relationship. When she stops putting out, are you going to call the breakup with her or text her? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, maybe I just won't go to work that day. You know, <laughs> that's exactly that's right. That's the point I'm trying to make. Anyway, what have you been playing? No, I'm kidding. Go on. Nah, like I said, like, like, 
if you want to get anything, we're just talking about this show for a half hour. Goddamn. Yeah, I'm going to um, edit this out and put it at the end of the podcast. It'll oh. be the fucking Patreon only half hour. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah. it depends on how the rest of the episode goes. I mean, it's. I don't really give a fuck. Either way, yeah. worse for me, man. Um, because I do understand this is also like a gaming podcast. So, like, you know, our thoughts on corporate America, you know, could be a fun little way to wrap well, up. That, to know. be honest, it kind of like goes into what I'm like, what I was going to talk about anyway. I try, I tried to transition into it, but then I was like, no, no, I have more shit to say about what we're talking about. No, um, I'm not done yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not done yet. Motherfucker. No, uh, the frosty nade shot shit. We fucking got into it. I know we're like a week late on this because we, like, dude, I was so pumped because it happened last Monday, I want to say. And then, um, oh, and then, uh, <laughs> we had our podcast Tuesday. I was like, fuck yeah. And then yeah. like you, both of you and I were like, yeah, we are happen. ridiculously tired. Yep. Um, but basically um, it's going to kind of carry over to what we were just kind of talking about a little bit is um, this guy named Frosty, who is part of the mob. Um, he's uh, like kind of like a content Not like group. the mob mob. Like, Not the mafia, yeah. but it's a content group I called mean, you just the brought mob. that up out of nowhere. You were just like, yeah, there's this guy. He's part of the mob. You know? Yeah, he's part of the mob. That's no, me. It's, uh, it's a gaming organization, right? <laughs> or YouTube thing. Well, it's a group of friends. It's not like, yeah, it's like a YouTube thing. Content it's, not, creation it's not like, group. yeah, yeah. That's what I said first. <laughs> you called them a mob. I said mob and then I said gaming content group. And you then, were going to and then I cut you off. Yeah, to thank my you. Hilarious mob. All right. <laughs> the mafia. <laughs> oh my it's God. It's comedy right there. It's a play on words. Anyway, go on. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is I was talking to one of my coworkers the other day. And she was talking about New York City, and I started talking about, you know, where my family lives down there. And she goes, oh, your family's in the mafia? And I was like, okay. <laughs> or just, I was like, I never directly said it because, you know what I mean? It's not something you directly tell people, but I was like, all right. But I listen, I don't associate with them, so chill. <laughs> I've always said, man, if you talk to an Italian person long enough, eventually they will tell you about ties to the mob. Oh yeah, they I will. I mean, it's just it's it's doesn't matter if they're real or not. They'll be like, I fucking know a guy whose cousin. I know a guy stole a bunch of shit off a truck, delivered it to another guy. That guy was loosely associated with the mob, so he's basically a made man. My cousin's a fucking my mob. cousin Vinny. Yeah, my yeah. <laughs> he went to court. He made a fucking whole big argument about you know tire tracks and stuff. It was a good it was a good movie. I mean, my cousin. <laughs> it, was, it was a good my cousin. <laughs> it was a good. My cousin, yeah, all that stuff that kept falling it off was the a truck. Good story in family Thanksgiving, not on the television. <laughs> As you're just saying, this is some random guy. He's like, bro, like, can I just pay for this and leave? <laughs> like, yeah, we've been here 20 minutes. Like, yeah, we, I just want to go home to my wife. <laughs> I actually got the milk this time. <laughs> um, but okay, Frosty Nade shot. Frosty fucking comes out, um, and says, um. So I'll take this a different route. Uh, Nate Shot is um is a uh, he's a streamer and he is the uh, owner of the organization named One Hundred Thieves. I'm yes. a, I'm assuming that um you know a lot of people have heard of them because they're kind of all over everything like with Valkyrie and all this yeah. shit. Like she's so fucking popular. Um, he kind of got his start with uh, Call of Duty esports, so he was like in the multiplayer like like the esports aspect of it where it was like competitions like gaming competitions and and all that shit um he was with optic for a while that organization mainly an esports org um ends up leaving and then creating 100 thieves which is like a content creation group and slash esports 
Um, they bring in these guys named the mob. One of them has Frosty in him. And the mob is, like I said, not the mafia. It's the, <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's a content group of like friends and shit. Kind of like what we do, to yes. be honest with you. Um, and, and they move them out to LA and they say, look, um, you know, if you can come out to Los Angeles, that's, this would be awesome for the deal because, you know, we have a lot of people out here that can help you. Um, this is what we pay you. This is kind of what our, our, our deal is. And they say, all right. Um, so about a week ago, Frosty comes out. He, his contract just uh, ended with 100 Thieves. He went home from L.A. And he says, uh, 100 Thieves didn't, um, they took like pretty much all their money. They couldn't afford anything nothing happened and and basically like what he was just going in depth with all these things saying pretty much uh nature and 100 thieves took advantage of them because they were young creators yeah and um and then nature comes out with a stream and shows receipts for everything he's like look yeah i moved you out to la and then you guys streamed collectively like 40 hours a month yeah He's like, are you kidding me? Like 40 hours a month? And like that blows my mind. Right. As a person. Like, look, I get it as far as like, do you really want your sponsorship revenue taken by an organization? Not really, but like you are getting put on the map by them for one. They're not touching your stream revenue. They're not touching your YouTube revenue. They're not touching any sponsorships that weren't brokered by them. They had a deal with, um, ah, fuck. I forget who it was. Um, ah, oh God, I can't remember who it was. Um, it was a two hundred thousand dollar deal, and all of them walked away with sixty grand. Specific, like every yeah. single person on that deal walked away with sixty thousand. Jesus. And then they were sitting there like, oh, we didn't couldn't afford food, we couldn't afford this and that. We can we didn't have internet, so we couldn't stream. Look, bro, that's just bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah, I I mean they don't work internet in like, you know, fucking weekly intervals. I mean, if you can stream for 40 hours a month, you can stream for 400 hours a month. I mean, yeah. it, it really depends on how much time is in the the month, you know, uh for content creation. Um and then when it comes to like YouTube videos, I mean, it's yeah, it it just sounds like a bunch of excuses. Uh especially when each one of you walked away with $60,000. And I mean, you know, what was their average viewership on Twitch. They were all streamers, all four of them. Yeah. So their average viewership was about a hundred, which per person. Uh, yeah. So like 400 a piece or 400 as a group collectively. Yeah. yeah collectively. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, if you've got a good enough community, which if you're a smart streamer, which hopefully this, uh, what thousand thieves, hundred thieves, hundred thieves. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. I mean, hundred thieves did their homework. I mean, you know, you should be able to make a solid living, uh, 90, if oh, yeah. you market your stream properly and you, you know, encourage, uh, you know, fucking subscriptions, donations and bits yeah. and you're you're streaming as a business and you're looking at it like a business and not just like I'm turning this on and whoever happens to be here happens to be here. But if you, you know, drive sales. Yeah. You can survive on 90, 90 average viewers. And, I mean, and that's the glorious be, thing about that situation, though. Not to cut you off, yeah. but literally, like, they're getting put in an organization with big, the biggest content creators on YouTube. Now, I guess Twitch. I'll ask: Were they getting a hundred viewers uh, before or after the hundred thieves? Before, okay, and then and then we, after it would have skyrocketed. And after, they played it, right? yeah, it yeah. was like it was, well, they did for um, like a month, but yeah. And went to like 100 to like 450. 
And you know what I mean? And yeah. like, like if to the sad, like here's the reality of it is if you want something, you're going to do it. You're going to get yes. it. XQC reacted to this. And I don't know if you know who XQC is. He's yeah, like I know he is. one of the biggest he's like that Norwegian shows. guy, right? Or German or something. He's no, he's American. He just talks like, an Oh, idiot. gotcha. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. He yeah. just has ADHD. I really do. I thought he had like a fucking, all right, I got you. No, he just talks really fast like this. And you can't understand what he's saying. That's and why I thought just it was an like, accent. What? Yeah. What the fuck did that guy just say? Yeah. He has horrific ADHD. Um, but he, he was, he reacted to that and he said, listen, you want, when you want to know what happened to me, he's like, when I was coming up and I started to like do pretty well, there was one night I had a snowstorm in the middle of my stream and it cut out. He's like, I went around my fucking house, knocked on my neighbor's doors and asked him if I can play my computer and stream in their living room. He's like, was it a weird thing to do? Yeah. But I was just hungry. He's like, I just wanted to stream. I wanted to fucking yes. keep going. I wanted to work hard. I wanted to get it. And like, that is what it is, man. Like nature, I was talking about it. He's like, bro, you know what the fuck we did? Like I, when he was an optic, he was like, I'd stream for 10, 12 hours, like end the stream, post a YouTube video, sleep in a room with five other people yeah, and sleep for four hours, wake up and do it again. He's like, and that was because I didn't want to go back to working at McDonald's, which right. is what he did. And he's like, and I didn't want to go back to anything other than fucking what I wanted to do. And like, that's what it was. And in my opinion, they got to give it a huge opportunity. And there's tons of people out there saying like, Oh, they were taking so much in sponsorship revenue. I mean, I could understand that, but in my opinion, like when you, you got to bring value to the table. Yeah. Again, though, it doesn't matter how much they take in sponsorship revenue because that shouldn't be your number one, you know, driving asset. Like, yeah. I mean, again, it's how you market your stream. Is your stream a business or are you doing it for fun? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are you driving sales? Are you driving subs? Or are you, you know, just fucking around? Do you have, you know, a good merch store? Sale? And that, I mean, it's like I've slowly come to realize that if you open up all these different channels of revenue, a little bit becomes a lot in a very quick amount of time. Uh, So, I mean, when you've got, you know, 30 bucks here, 30 bucks there, $25 here, 60 bucks here in, you know, in a month that all adds up to, you know, a bunch of money. And then once you, you know, multiply that to a hundred people who, if you're again, marketing it properly, that becomes a livable fucking revenue. And then they're given the opportunity to take that from a hundred to four fifty. Again, if you're marketing it properly, that 450, that's a very comfortable living now. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, and were they doing that? It sounds like they just kind of squandered the opportunity and they didn't fucking I'm, bother. Dude, they were put in the same fucking category as Valkyrie, who's yeah. a huge fucking streamer. Yes. Not only that, Valkyrie interacts with Chain Gang all the time, which is yes. the biggest GTA 5 streamers by far. They just got all of them just got multi-million dollar contracts to go from Twitch to Facebook gaming. So it's like you're in there. You hang out with Valkyrie. You get in with Valkyrie. You know what I mean? You, you make some content with her. You make some, you know, you might end up running into the chain gang guys. Their viewers see you. It's, there's so many different avenues of, you know what I mean? Like they could have gotten so much shit. I mean, even if they didn't want to be a part of a hundred thieves, you know what I mean? Like, dude, take the fucking like two years. Yeah. Dude, don't sleep four hours a day. Like yeah. fucking sleep on a couch, sleep in a box, yes. do whatever the fuck you can. Yeah, to basically make it. So when your your two years is up and you don't want to be a part of hundred hundred themes, you don't have to. You can go right. fucking 
look for another org or, or start a mob thing or, or not a mafia thing, but you know what I mean? Like <laughs> just go start, you know, stealing off trucks and yeah, shit. Yeah, right. You know, you know, start, get a couple of guys, start, start whacking a, a few weight. Vinnies and Tonys. Yeah, just, you know, yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah, he's like, hey, Tony, till we get contracts up, let's go whack them. Yeah, let's go fuck them up. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, and that, look, again, people are going to, I imagine someone's going to be like, well, they took a lot of sponsorship revenue. But if you're listening to, you know, what my opinion is, I, you can take it or leave it. Same thing with fishes. Is yeah. That shouldn't be what his took concern lot, is. It, it sounds like they took a 30000 or $60,000 payout and went on vacation for, you know, X amount of time when it came to get back to work. Uh, they weren't hungry for it anymore. No, it was, yeah. you know, they, they, they got paid for what they thought was a year and they probably pissed away the money. And then they said, well, we can't afford to eat and we can't. And it's like, yeah, you probably not jackass. You moved to LA on $60,000 and thought you were going to be a fucking rock star. They chose the house to live in and it was $10,000 a month and their salary was $2,500 yeah. a month. Yeah. And it's like, are you guys dumb as fuck? Like, I'm not that smart. All right. I'm an idiot, right. but a hundred percent of your salary is going to your rent, dumbass. Like, yeah, what the fuck dude, are you doing? It's, like, it's, and that would make sense if you're like, yo, let's use the salary to pay off the house, and then our YouTube, our stream revenue, our sponsorship revenue. That's yeah. what we're gonna have fun with. That's what we're gonna make more content with. Sure, that's awesome, but you should probably establish a fucking plan before what you. What an you interesting just, fucking time we live in. Yeah, when kids can, I mean, literal kids can just be. He's handed, like twenty. Yeah. I mean, if you had handed me $60,000 or 20 years old, I'd have pulled the same shit. I, it's like, I won't even lie to you. I'd have pulled the same dumbass fucking moves where it's like, Hey, let's get the fucking nice house. Like, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't. Oh my god! I'd have pissed that money away. Well, and there's uh, people out there though that that use that fucking like Stradman on YouTube is a yeah. great fucking example. That guy has Bugattis, he has Ferraris, Mercedes, and all he does is YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he you know has his merch venture ventures and all that. But his mentality is literally like, look, bro, I might spend my entire sixty thousand on this car, right? But the ad revenue or the YouTube revenue and and the sponsorship revenue I get from having a cool car and the extra viewerships that'll bring me yeah. is where I'm going to make that money back. And then some more, right. There wasn't that at all. And they were like, let's just yeah. fucking burn our money if and then be surprised it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> if you can justifiably spend that will again, increase your viewership. Are you running your stream or your fucking videos like a business or just having fun? Uh, yeah. If you can justifiably spend that money and say that, Hey, this nice car is going to drive more viewership totally cool yeah uh if you're just doing shit to do shit you're just wasting time and wasting money yeah uh and the, the biggest thing to me too is like how do you come at like you know how many how many people were like look at this and people were saying like because uh frosty streamed after like nate shot responded yeah. and people were like you know like show us proof and he was like no i can't do that and they were like why and he's like i just can't i'm like the amount of like yeah. content creators like miskiff were like Yo, if you're gonna go out 100 of these in Nade Shot, you should probably have some receipts. Like, you right. should probably be like, hey, look, this is what was happening. Look, and see your face. Now you guys understand the truth. But no, he just came out and was like, fuck this and fuck that. And everyone's like, well, why? And he's like, just cause. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Because I'm a 20 year old kid and I have no idea how to run this as a business. I mean, it was, uh, again, man, what an interesting time where it's like you can just go into something doing it for fun and all of a sudden you're getting a lot of money and you have no idea what to fucking do. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, it's really crazy. And you know, uh, 
Jesus, how many of these stories have we seen over the years where it's like these uh, the FaZe Clan? How many people? How many children have they moved to LA? Literally, I mean, children. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Changed a family's life just because this kid was playing Fortnite or whatever. Uh, that my favorite one was that FaZe Jarvis. Oh my God. I love that kid, dude. I love that kid. I love that whole saga, man. The fucking rise to fame and the crash back to England. I mean, Wait, well, I don't even, I'm trying to remember who you're talking about here. He was the one who was signed onto the face clan was making a shitload of money. His streams were popping. His videos were popping, uh, getting a lot of likes and revenue. And, uh, then he decided to blatantly cheat on Fortnite one day. And just like that was the title oh. of his stream. He was just like, I'm going to cheat and made a fucking cheat account and all this got banned on all of his accounts. So yeah. then, it, yeah. And then it just fucking ruined him because that was his, his entire stream of revenue came from playing Fortnite, And you know, the, the transitions never worked out and you know, the yeah. kid is like a fucking shell. Of who he, and he was like 15, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. dude, Cheating in a video game at 15 ruined this kid's life? Holy shit, I was doing that all the time. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's tough. Dude, it's tough. He's 15. He doesn't well, understand. Was 15, it was like Medal of Honor Frontline, and you were just doing button inputs to, you know, get infinite ammo. It was different. Dude, it was I a was different a, time. I was a dumb fuck at 15. Like, you yeah. don't think about consequences when you're that young. Right. You don't think about that shit. Yeah. Like, the amount of times that... I've done something. And then afterwards I was like, wow, that was dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he probably thought like At 30, I still do that shit. Yeah. Like he probably was like, Hey, this will just be funny. Like, let's do it. Not thinking about the fact that, you know what I mean? This, all these sponsors and all the phase clan, they're like, great. Now we can't associate with yeah, this yeah, kid yeah. because he's knows how to cheat and has done it before. Like they're just going to say that he's doing it right. now or whatever the fuck it is. Like he doesn't get, the privilege of thinking about those consequences because he's 15. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I feel like if you are a 15 year old streamer and you're getting that type of attention, you're getting that type of money, someone should be in your, you know, behind you going, Hey man, like at least a financial do advisor. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't cheat. Don't stream. Yes. This, this is dumb. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very, very stupid, stupid of you. At least, I mean, but it's like, you can't talk a 15 year old into buying an account. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, that's where his fucking parents should be, bro. I don't right. know if he had parents or not, but like. it's a different age of parenting. I mean, imagine, I mean, I couldn't imagine my parents even remotely fathoming if I got into YouTube or, or, you know, yeah. YouTube was really popular when I was growing, coming up. If I would gotten into that and I started making, my parents wouldn't have fucking known. Yeah. I'd have kept all that shit to myself. You know what I mean? I I'd have kept it lock and key until all of a sudden it was life changing money. And that's what a lot of these kids do. And then all of a sudden the parents who don't even fucking understand how Twitch works have to yeah. go, wait a second. You're making how much goddamn money doing this? Like more than yeah. me doing this and i it's like they don't even understand what the service even is like yeah. what is twitch yeah. to begin with and then b how are you getting money from it and c what kind of creeps are watching you on the internet because you know 90 percent of them fucking are uh, -huh. uh and it's it's like it now the parent is playing catch-up i mean this is a it's a new fucking age, man. It I, really is. I For those kids, like, I hope, like, if, for, again, if there's anyone listening that for whatever reason gets caught in that situation, get your goddamn son, child, nephew, get them some type of advisor if you don't know what's going on, because... Or if you're dude, just the kid, crash. if you're just the kid and you want to keep this away yeah. from your parents, just get a financial advisor. 
It can crash quick, bro. Yeah, it no, can dude. crash quick as fuck. You say one wrong thing, you do one wrong thing, and boom, yeah. sleeping in a box. Yeah, not even. Well, I mean, you're moving back in with mom. No, you a box. <laughs> mom doesn't love you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Go into a box. You come home and your mom's like, she changed. So I heard you fucked up on Fortnite and for, Fortnite. <laughs> that's, that's what I thought, dickhead. Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, mom doesn't love you anymore. She changed the locks. No, yep. cheated. Uh, no, it's. I, I mean, wanted that Corvette, you little asshole. <laughs> oh nah, man, this kid Faze Jarvis, man, he moved from I think it was like somewhere in England over to L.A. I mean, he yeah. was living the life, dude, making six figures. He was doing great, and then you know, just as a kid does, you fuck up and. Shit, now you're moving dude. back in with mom in England where it's raining all the time? Dude, it's like that fucking CS. God, oh, Word EXE. Ever hear, hear that before? Word EXE? Yeah. No. So there's this, I can't remember his fucking name. This is going to bother me now. Um, God, where's Jamie when you need him, bro? <laughs> uh, he um, he was a CSGO esports player, like professional tournaments and shit like that. And... Um, you know how they have moderators in yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Like they have people that stand behind you and they have rest. They make sure you're not, yeah. This guy went, went to go check his computer and then as he's checking his computer, he just rips his hands off of it and then just control alt delete some shit and they're like, uh. And then they go and they had this, he had a document called the Word EXE and it was literally aimbot. <laughs> 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 I was like, bro, like, if you got their aimbotting, like for one, good on you. You hit it well. Right. Two, it's like I would never do that on the stage. Like I don't care. Like if I'm on that stage and people right. are like, "Wow, this guy's ass." Like at least he got on the right. stage, hey, bro. Having an off day, yeah. buddy. Yo. Take that. Didn't get much sleep last night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like take that as, <laughs> as the lie. W. I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. Like take that as the W, and then get everything you can. Milk that shit. Get kicked off the team, and then go do whatever. Because yeah. they're like, damn, like you randomly got really bad. Like it's like I don't know. And eventually, right? Yeah. With enough cheating, some of those skills have to carry over. I mean, yeah. you might not do terrible. You won't win. You're not gonna win. <laughs> but you won't do awful. At least people will still have a moderate amount of respect. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's, it's no, dude. Word.exe. I love that. Word.exe. And now every time you see, so <laughs> you ever see anyone type Word.exe and they're saying like you're cheating. We had a fucking running joke. in when I was in high school, I did a computer IT networking class and we had a running joke about because uh, LimeWire was popular at the time. <laughs> And people would get viruses and shit. (laughs) And we had the running joke about, you know, never download anything called jpeg.exe. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, oh, my God, I'm so happy that shit is carried over. But uh, that's that's fucking incredible. I, you know, um, but no, it's (laughs) it's very quick to ruin your life, man. And once you're found out as a cheater, especially online, your viewership even goes to nothing. I mean, nobody gives a shit about anything you do at that point. Uh, it will genuinely ruin you, but, uh, especially as a pro player. Like, yes, like how the fuck forsaken is his name? Yeah. Forsaken. Um, like I feel like it can be mildly recoverable because there was a um, I didn't even realize people could get fucking famous from this, but they can. It blows my mind a little bit. Yeah, is uh, what is it? Uh, trick shotting from Call of Duty. He, yeah, yeah. He was a Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two trick shotter, and he had, he was making a killing. Yeah. And then there's this one day they were like, "Hey, let's check your computer." Like Phase, actually. Yeah. They were like, "Let's check your computer." He was fucking aimbotting. Yeah. And he came out and he was like, "Look, I fucked up. I'm sorry." Like it was my I I made a mistake. He yeah. was he was a young kid. He was like 17, 18, and I made a mistake. And he he recovered it 
Forsaken was like, I'm going to cheat <laughs> on the fu- <laughs> on the stage, call it Word EXE, be surprised when people call me a cheater, and then basically disappear. <laughs> what? I'm cheating. He's saying as he's del- deleting a Twitter account on his <laughs> he's phone. He's like, no, I'm not cheating. Who would cheat? As he's just fading, just yeah. out of existence. No, I would never. <laughs> Slowly backing away and <laughs> just grabbing his old computer, wires getting pulled and everything. No, who would no, no, It's like forsaken. <laughs> ever since we uh, deleted that document, every time you go to shoot someone, you just don't move your mouse. <laughs> like, what's that? You keep hitting control and not moving. What's that about? He's like, what? Weird how that works. And they're like, yeah, so what's it about? <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like dude are you cheating Woo, that would be crazy Ooh, I hear you brother yeah. yeah that'd be crazy that being said I'm gonna delete all my social media no <laughs> one's ever gonna see me again <laughs> uh, anyway you guys uh, lighter fluid I'll just light this computer on fire now and uh, <laughs> we'll just uh, never talk to me again I wonder how that works uh, to be honest like I wonder if there's anything in contracts um, to do with like sponsorships and like uh, esports uh, organizations where it's like if you end up being found oh, out I'm to sure be a cheater, yeah. then you have to pay the money back. I'm sure there is. I'm sure I, I imagine a lot e-sports. of sponsorships. And, yeah, because you wouldn't want to be associated with that. Oh, like, fuck no. You wouldn't want to have your brand associated with like, oh, yeah, uh, G-Shock is totally okay with this guy cheating. Like, yeah. you wouldn't fucking want that. I mean, imagine FaZe like building up someone for, you know, five years and then yeah. after year five and, you know, probably like a million dollars spent into this one kid. Right. Find out that he's a cheater, cheater, or cheater. He's a cheater. He's a cheater. goddamn cheater. He's a, he's a fucking cheater. <laughs> so they find out he's a fucking cheater, and they have to take that million dollar loss. Like that's, and then not only that, have the reputation, you know, tainted. Yeah. Like that sucks. Yes. So I, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's some kind of like payback restitution you've got to take, and and you'll get the contract cut immediately. Good. Fuck them. And You're fuck right. anybody who cheats. Every time I die in a game and I'm like, that guy's cheating. Yeah, and it, fuck I mean, you. Yeah, and it fuck ruins you. the, I mean, just online gaming in general. I've said it a thousand times. That's why I don't play competitive games because it's, you just deal with too many cheaters and shitheads. And so do you it's think, not fun. Do you think like PS5 and Xbox when the new games are coming out, do you think that's going to have an effect on the PC gaming in general? Yeah, because there's no good multiplayer games. I mean, everything that's coming out that everybody's looking forward to is an RPG. Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking forward to um, actual gaming now. Yes, that's (laughs) right. I mean, yeah, you're looking. People are looking forward to single player RPGs or co-op RPGs uh, that are just. The more I say RPG, it just sounds wrong, but I know it's right. You're starting to sound a little bit like you, uh, like ISIS. Yeah, no, we (laughs) (laughs) starting to sound like fucking Terry over there, pal. Huh? You're starting to sound a little fucking sus. Sounds like you fucking sympathize with uh, a. Osama been rocking. I don't. Mostly. Yeah, I'm. You know, um, that was kind of. In a, anyway, anyway. <laughs> moving on. Uh, no, yeah, I think it, because multiplayer gaming just in general has. I mean, unless you're playing uh, Warzone or the newest like Battle Royale or or something like that. I mean, there's dead lobbies everywhere yeah. in every fucking game. I don't know if you've experienced it, and I know you're popular with CS:GO. But uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's embarrassing to see the state of uh, like Battlefield 2042 prime example. It's all bots because the game is fucking terrible. Uh, You know, games that kind of leaned into multiplayer 
aren't really good anymore because they just get turned into meta-driven gameplay again because of TikTok strats and social media and YouTube tutorial videos on how to do weird, quirky shit that beats the game code and not the game. You know what I yeah. mean? So I would rather sit there and play, you know, Fallout or, uh, you know, some single-player RPG where I just get to play the play style I want to do. And so when PlayStation 5 and Xbox are coming out with these exclusives, like you're saying, or... Uh, or just games that are, you know, single player. Yeah, I do think it's going to be a lot to do with killing the PC market. And I think the other big thing that's going to, you know, be the downfall of PCs is how fucking hard everything is getting in terms of, uh, you know, getting your settings right, getting the, you know, making sure that your drivers are updated, all of the little minute things that people who are experienced with PCs like myself don't really have to think about because we just do. Uh, like people like my brother, who's not a, you know, PC gamer at heart, you know, it, it, it just becomes daunting work to make a game fucking function properly. Uh, when you could just buy an Xbox or buy a PlayStation, plug it in and it's going to work every time. Yeah. You just, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you're not going to worry about, Hey, I started up my PC today and for some reason I'm getting 30 less frames a second. What the fuck changed overnight? You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's. Uh, and I, I'm dealing a lot of dealing with a lot of it right now with fallout new Vegas, which historically I know is a game that was held together on rubber bands and duct tape, but it's unplayable on windows 10, unless you mod the shit out of it. And even now that I've modded the shit out, I've broken it. It's broken. It won't even open. It gives me an application. It's just fucking broken. I got to fix it. But that's the like if I bought Fallout New Vegas on PC or Xbox, it would just work. Yeah. It wouldn't crash every 20 minutes. It wouldn't fucking, you know, fail to load textures. It wouldn't like it, it it's you don't have to deal with that on consoles. So I under and especially at $500. I understand the allure of console gaming. I really do. Uh but you get, you know, the high-end graphics on PC, but at what cost? At, you know, $1600 for your PC? Fuck that. I yeah, mean, I mean, especially with like PS5 now, you like you said, you literally yeah. just buy the console and then if you have a, a nice TV, you know what I mean? Yes. Have the nice TV, the 4K TV. Yeah. And then you play. And you're getting I mean, 60 you, FPS on 4K. I yeah. mean, if you find me a PC that's got 60 FPS on 4K without spending $1,600. Uh, probably more than that. <laughs> more than that. You yeah. know what I mean? I've got a 3080 in my PC and it would struggle to do that on most games. Yeah. And yeah. my PC wasn't fucking cheap. I mean, it's like, and so to ask somebody of average computer knowledge to make uh, Fallout 4 run or Fallout New Vegas or Elden Ring or any high-end game, make that function properly at a solid 60 to 90 frames a second on, you know, last generation equipment that might have costed you $1,100 next to fucking impossible dude it took me a solid three hours to get battle the beta version yeah. of this uh of uh 2042 yeah uh to fucking function because yes. literally like i would like go in and i'd have like 15 fps and i'm like jesus fucking christ unplayable roll back some fucking updates or, yeah. or re-update some drivers and fucking play with your settings and do all this bull. It took me three hours until it was finally playable. And at that point I was over it. I yeah. was like, I'm done. Like, I don't yes. And then God forbid you throw streaming on top of that. Holy fuck. Now you're yeah. talking about a whole goddamn excursion. Uh, when I mean on PlayStation, you can just, you know, it's integrated right to the system where it's all hotkeys on the fucking controller. Granted, 
PlayStation encoding and Xbox encoding fucking blows. And when you watch those streams, you know when they're on a console. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's oh, really yeah. fucking bad. <laughs> but how long is that going to last? Oh, probably. Two years. Oh, yeah. And then they'll figure out encoding. Yeah, they'll figure it you out. You know what I mean? Because it's the next most popular thing. AMD's biggest problem right now is encoding. AMD encoding fucking blows. At least on their, their GPUs, it's awful. Uh, but if you encode on your CPU, it looks almost lossless. It looks fucking great. Uh, so you've got to have a dedicated AMD streaming rig. Um, but I mean, even that being said, it's not like NVIDIA is that much better. I've noticed, I mean, it's not like the stream quality between the two is, you know, fucking leaps and bounds like holy shit look at the difference uh so it's you know there's nobody on top of the encoding game right now you've still got to run two different pcs if you want to get almost lossless compression on your on your live stream um which if you're trying to make a business out of it that's what you're looking for so now how much am i spending at least twenty five hundred dollars yeah bare, bare minimum. minimum and that's just to get your foot in the door with like most games in general. Yes. If you, if you want to stream like 2042, yes. especially fucking like Warzone, like at a yep. really good quality where like neither your where gameplay you don't have to worry about it or your stream's going to suffer. Yeah. It's dude, it's tough. It really is. And so, uh, you know, now you're talking about a $2,500 investment just to get you started into streaming. When again, in, I guarantee two or three years, PlayStation, Xbox, they're going to be, you know, encoding just as well. Oh, hundred uh, percent. And I think the big thing is, is uh, because early you got to remember, like early, it was all single player games with yeah. like PC and or not PC, um, like PS2, PS3, yeah. uh, Xbox 360, and Xbox One, and all that shit. Um, it was like all like kind of single player, and then you got like your Call of Duty and shit like that, and then PCs became super popular because of like World of Warcraft and like all this shit. Yeah, where it's like you can play with your friends, you can hop on you know all these games and hop in a discord call and fucking woo yeah let's try out this new game but now it's like all the fucking multiplayer games that are coming out are pretty much the same thing yeah and like people are like look i just want to play a good game now and yes. then like they're coming out with like you know hey look at this ps5 exclusive it's like dude for me i have never i only liked uh console gaming on playstation 2 and that was like for need for speed yeah and like now it's like i was sitting at home considering buying a ps5 today yeah yeah, and it's and the allure on racing games. I love controller with racing games. Oh, me too. It's the way yeah. to go. Uh, like Rocket League, exactly Rocket League, <laughs> shit like that. Um, but I like a lot of it on mouse and keyboard. But nowadays, the transition between, uh, you know, there's so many more buttons because a lot of them are utilizing touchpad controls, mm -hmm. or these <clears throat> controllers have been around long enough that they just know how to optimize the right button settings that is comfortable to play. Uh, and you can have the same reaction time as uh, somebody on mouse and keyboard. Not now, forsaken. You can't have the same. You can't have the same reaction time as him. Uh, His word exe will make sure of yeah, that. Word.exe will <laughs> fucking get your ass. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I, I absolutely understand the allure of console gaming, especially. I mean, when it comes to streaming, um, even a decent enough PC with a capture card will encode a console right now. So, oh I mean, yeah. Uh, you could passively get away with streaming on again a lower investment than you would on PC streaming. Uh, yeah, it's we're we're reaching the area or the time when the um, uh, 
performance per dollar on consoles is very quickly catching up to PCs. Uh, and most of that is to do with just the advances in microprocessing and CPUs. I mean, oh, we're, yeah. we've seen the jump in the last eight years from the popularity of a six core processor, uh, to right now, AMD is touting a fucking 24 core processor, uh, and a 64 core processor for next generation. Uh, so, I mean, it's like we're in the core wars right now and it's, you know, consoles are reaping the benefits of it because they don't have the big bulky space for video cards and shit like big massive 3080 style video cards so yeah when it comes down to 3d processing they need as much performance uh, in as little space as possible um and they're going to get that out of cpus especially if i mean uh we talk about a console generation turnover every eight to ten years the Xbox, the newest Xbox and PlayStation, they're already running on three years at this point. Yeah. Uh, so in seven years, what is the possibility of a 64-core processor that can do 3D imaging, uh, much like the the Ryzen 22Gs, the 32Gs, uh, and I think the 5400Gs? Um, they, I mean, that already handle video processing very well. Uh, so, uh, you know... Um, yeah, PC gaming, I think big tower PC gaming is reaching an age of obsolescence very quickly because the only thing they've got to do is turn on the USB ports for mouse and keyboard and you've got, you know, arguably the best gaming rig you've bought for 600 bucks. Oh yeah, I dude, it's 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 kind of scary. I'm not going to lie cuz to be I really hope that like soon there's some multiplayer games that just are different. Or, or I don't, I don't think it's scary. I think it's just where the world's going. I mean, you know, we What's carry around, scary? No, we <laughs> carry around supercomputers in our pockets all the time. I mean, yeah. these new VR headsets, look at the graphics processing they can do as standalone systems. Uh, it's going to be scary because we're used to, you know, PC and desktop gaming um, and not, you know, the viability of maybe one day being able to hook up a USB splitter to your phone and run all your 3D games uh, or run, you know, Elden Ring as this is the processor hooked up to monitors and shit like that. Well, to be honest, like I'm actually in a spot like like we talked about earlier, we both had horrible weeks last week when they were like really long or not horrible, but you yeah. know, just you know, hard working weeks last week. And instead of fucking coming home and like playing a game for an hour and then going yeah. to sleep, like I would literally go home and like watch a movie, like pay attention to it and then yeah, know, go to sleep. It's like, I, I, I don't know. Like there's nothing really in the market right now where I'm like, I want to go home. I want to chill out. I want to play this right. game with my friends. I want to, or you know what I mean? Or I just want to, you know, pop a, yeah. you know, pop on a game. and just Because kinda... any game right now takes at least 45 minutes to just grab your attention. And oh, yeah. if it's willing, if it's able to grab your attention, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And we're also at the age where it's like gaming with your friends is hard because everybody has a life, you know what I mean? And it's like, so how long are you going to sit around waiting for somebody to get in a party before you're oh, just yeah. like, fuck it. It ain't worth it. Yeah. Uh, and I'll use you as the prime example of that. Um, you know, cocksucker. What? <laughs> the way every time you'll sit there and be like, Oh dude, I'll be on in five. And then 20 minutes later, it's like, ah, oh, where the hell is this kid? I guess I'll turn something else on until he shows up. Uh, you know, the way life catches up with you. I mean, it does. Exactly. It does happen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it. I that is the shitty 
I mean, I I don't know. It's just in I in my opinion right now, gaming is just in a really really. It's a, tough it's in spot. a black hole. It's yeah. a black hole. Uh, creativity is gone. Yeah, creativity is gone. Um, uh, multiplayer games are mostly sellouts right now. They're they're copies of of the thing that is popular on the market. Uh, we might have talked about this last week, but I know it's like the new Call of Duty is touting like an escape from Tarkov esque. Oh yeah. And it's like, so it's like they've just lost all creativity to the point where they're just going to blatantly steal from somebody else and borderline market it that way. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's going to flop. I, I'll tell you right now, it's going to fucking flop just because, you know, you can copy what they do in Escape from Tarkov, but you'll never copy what's in Nikita's head. And yeah. that's where Escape from Tarkov is thriving, is the potential of opportunity every time new subsystems get implemented, new maps get implemented. You just sit there and you see all of the potential uh, because this guy is creative as fuck and he hasn't let us down yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Except Whereas, with Streets of Tarkov. <laughs> well, I mean, but we've gotten a lighthouse, you know, before that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe one day. But I also, I mean, I, that makes me excited to not have Streets of Tarkov yet because it just means that it's going to be great when it actually hits. And that'll and, be the day. If it, listen. And I can only imagine. It's like I know how much detail and world clutter they add to Tarkov to make it such a lively place. Yeah. I can only imagine the graphics density of the suburban streets of Tarkov or the high rise streets, or I mean, just from how do you get all that trash to load properly? How oh, do you yeah. get out? I mean, it, it's a serious undertaking and I'm glad they didn't just piss out some fucking shitty iteration of it and go, we'll fix it as we have time because they just, you know, that kind of shit's discouraging, but that's the kind of shit that we're getting out of AAA studios. Oh, yeah. We're getting a pile of shit and they'll go, okay, if we make enough money on this, on the initial release, we'll fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, so if it doesn't, it's not worth the fuck and we're going to give up on it almost instantly. Battlefield 2042. You know what I mean? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077. Well, I can't say CD Projekt Red gave up on it. Well, they no, no, necessarily just, about giving up, but they yeah, definitely put it out and we're like, we'll fix it as it exactly. goes. Exactly. And so, and you know, that's what a lot of the industry is doing. And you're seeing a lot of games come out that it's like uh, the division two, where it's like, it's a great game uh, now, but if it had everything that it has now at release, it would still have a player base. You know what I mean? It shouldn't have been taken as a property. That's like, Oh, it's going to be in battlefield five an ever changing world of fucking, we're going to keep doing updates and all this nonsense. I'm standing by the way. Yeah, you're good. I can see this. Um, I'll even let the world see it. Uh, uh you know what game I really fucking hope isn't an absolute nightmare when it comes out. Huh. Is the, I well, know if I'm sitting, it's a fucking weird thing. Oh no, dude. I just, Could you angle that camera. So it's looking at my head, your dick. Yeah, thank you. Ahead <laughs> of my penis. Oh, Jesus. This looks terrible. Oh, gee. I'll oh, just... you don't look terrible. No, it's fucking angled all upwards, Adam. I'll just do one of these. Oh, hell yeah. Fine. The, the, this is for the video listeners. Oh, yeah, dude. You just, I, I'm not a sitter. I don't know. Like, I, I sit for like an hour. I end up, I do this at my desk all the fucking time. That's yeah. why I went out, like, if I'm streaming or if I'm if, talking in Discord, I sound like this. It's because yeah. I'm standing. <laughs> um, But the new Harry Potter game, bro, like, I watched uh, some like gameplay footage of it or yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, and dude, I don't know. It just, it looks like it, they, they got so detailed with it as far as like the combat goes. And not only that is like actually creating the interior of that world 
like my biggest pet peeve, and this is something I really hope they don't do, is like they'll be like, look, you can play inside Hogwarts. And then like you run down a corridor or a corridor, whatever, and then it's like half the fucking rooms you can't go into. It's like, well, what's the point of playing in Hogwarts if I can only fucking go into two rooms? Like, what's the point of yeah. of being a wizard if I can only yeah. do five and, spells? Uh, it's... I'm excited to see what happens with it um, because it is a Warner Brothers joint and they historically put out some awesome games. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of, it's going to be like your typical open world cutoff kind of zones. Bullshit, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where, yeah, there's going to be enough open world exploration to keep you going. Um, but it's, uh, you know, going to be segmented in a way that you've got to progress and yeah. you can't just go out exploring. And, uh, I also am optimistic about this game because they know it can't be bad. It's like the Harry yeah. Potter community will fuck you up as a company. They will fuck you up. Uh, All those blue haired girls be coming out of the goddamn woodwork. No, so. not even them, man. I mean, yep, them me. too, baby. <laughs> me, I love Harry Potter. Me I mean, I genuinely, I mean, so it's like you can't ruin that 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 name you know what i mean oh no and so if a company does that it's gonna there's gonna be hell to pay and that was the same way uh that star wars uh old republic was found at release i mean it was like people just shit all over it especially the star wars community yeah. because it was like this doesn't fucking belong yeah uh, and so if you do that with harry potter they're gonna let you know and uh, Warner Brothers could be in for a bad fucking quarter or three if that is the case. But I have a lot of hope for it because what well, you've seen so far yeah. looks like a lot of fun. What I really like is something that they uh, a point they touched on was that, um, which I, is weird that they would even have to touch on this. But other like specific enemies have specific um, kind of I, I don't know attacks or whatever. Like you ended up like in the in the trailer and in, in the gameplay I watched. Um, he was fighting um, <clears throat> an ogre and the ogre went from like swinging his fucking mace all over all over the place that he literally charged him and knocked him down. And I was yeah. like, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like add that shit where it's like an ogre will literally like you got to be careful if you're fighting two ogres because one's going to knock you out and the other one's going to fuck you up. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks like the same kind of formula as most MMOs where it's like it just kind of gives you a move set on your enemies and you just got to plan accordingly to. Uh, what you're fighting, you know, in World of Warcraft, fighting, you know, three bears at a time might be a bad idea. Yeah. If you're low level, uh, just, they just have a lot of fucking armor and they hit like a truck. Um, you know, so it's, uh, um, yeah, I am very optimistic about it and I hope the gameplay of it and like the spell, like you said, I don't want to feel like I'm limited in really any way. And I yeah. feel like MMOs, fall into that trap a lot where right at the beginning you've got to pick your class and your fucking whatever your uh and the ones that don't do that tend to have very bland gameplay across all of the different classes new world new world <laughs> yes new world elder scrolls online uh where it's like uh oh yeah we're not going to limit you to you know what weapons you can use and all that shit but you know the the talents and shit you get are very bland and you can choose anything you want you can have two yeah. swords you can have two maces you can have a staff and a and a this but you're going to do the same quest over and over exactly <laughs> it's like what yes <laughs> oh, that's shit yeah no and so that's that's a very you know very fast trap mmos can fall into is just repetitive gameplay you oh, know, yeah. because they want that 0 to 60 experience level zero to you know cap to be uh you know a 40 hour experience they want it to feel like a full 
uh, game for the people who play it by themselves who don't have any interest in doing the end game content. Okay, they get to come in and experience a 40 hour storyline. There's something for them. Uh, but like New World, you know, it's just the fucking same four or five quests repeated for 40 fucking hours. Oh, that, there's zero exaggeration. And that. it's all the <laughs> same enemies and it's all the same. And it's, it's like you find the weapons that you want to use for your build and you roll with them for 40 hours. And it's, it's a fucking, Oh my God. It's a monotonous fucking chore of nonsense that by the end of it, you just want to fucking put a gun in your mouth. Uh, I'd rather get a 38 in the head than do this quest yeah, again. And I mean, that's seriously, when I that's, it. that's, and so I genuinely hope it doesn't fall into that trap. Uh, I hope there's enough diversity in gameplay and the story. The main story is interesting enough that it doesn't feel like just uh, a tool to get you to the end of the game, which is what new world was yeah. because like by the time you got to those story quests that finally unlocked, that was a free two levels to get you into the next zone. If you, hadn't somehow hit the level to get to the next area. Yeah. Uh, so it was very just pushy to the end uh, for nothing. Like it was yeah. a race to the end of a fucking cliff. Uh, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And um, uh, so this Hogwarts, I don't think it's going to be that way. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be innovative and exciting because again, Warner brothers hasn't let us down yet. But I'm not. I'm done giving companies reputations because CD Projekt Red fucked me so hard on Cyberpunk. I hope Hermione's in it. <laughs> she hot. <laughs> not like not like you know the young one. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, I sound like a creep, but <laughs> not movies one through four, but like five through eight were pretty cool. Five through eight, you know, which one did she turn eighteen? <laughs> I think it was five. I hope she's in that movie. She can bring me back in time. <laughs> <laughs> my character will run up and be like, hey, can I learn? And she'll be like, I'll teach you anything you want. And be like, anything? <laughs> anything. <laughs> will you teach me how to kiss? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Princess. <laughs> Dude, I, all I'm saying is if she ever sold feet, I would never buy feet pics from anybody. But, man, what's that fucking girl's name? I don't even know. Her Emma real Watson. Name. Emma Watson. If she sold them, <laughs> I'd be broke. Hey, look it up. Actually, she's like wildly into feminism and all that. Like she's, yeah, no, she's like the exact opposite of a chick who would. Oh, um, so forget everything I just said, my queen. Uh, <laughs> I will do anything. I will buy your feet pics, but I will kiss your feet. I will kiss them. And you can walk on my, you can walk on my fucking head. <laughs> I will be your literal umbrella. <laughs> just like Rihanna said, I think. Oh my God. Let's wrap this up do you have anything else you want to talk about any pressing issues uh, Hermione Granger <laughs> just kidding uh, pressing issues no not really mostly um, you know buy the merch <laughs> yeah buy some merch and subscribe to the Patreon that's the biggest thing yeah most of this shit I mean like I said I'm a very animated person so you know a lot of the time when I'm saying a lot of this shit I'm doing a lot of this a lot of that I'm like, Fuck it, bam, bam. you know what I mean so if you're listening to this in your car, cool. That's sweet. Go home. Sub to the Patreon. Look at my dumbass. <laughs> it is a dumbass worth looking at indeed. Mm -hmm. We're getting out of here. This has been 32-Bit Arena Podcast. That's what we're calling this. 
You lick that microphone. 32-bit <laughs> um, oh, arena podcast on the Fish Guy Media Network. Make sure to check it out on Spotify. Watch the Twitch streams, twitch.tv slash fishguymedia. You can catch Muzzlord live, twitch.tv slash X. Also, make sure to subscribe to the Patreon. And like Muzz said, buy some of the goddamn merch. It looks pretty cool. I'm looks wearing it right, right now. Yeah, no, it looks pretty all right. And I got some ideas for some new shit coming down the line. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, also make sure to check out the up next podcast. I was, forgot, I was just about to say, you were yeah, going to say no, it. I, I saw it yeah. in your eye. Uh, make sure to check out up next, which is coming up up next. Uh, I don't know what we'll be talking about, but I'm sure it'll be weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, bye.